Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. They tell me I am not a sidekick, but the kid must have a secret crystal ball. Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hauser. And man, as Q3 numbers are finalized, I'm excited to announce through only three quarters of 2022, the team has already surpassed all of 2021's numbers. I am even more excited to have a special guest on who has helped the team accomplish these numbers this year. Here for his second sit down with us on the Advisor Mentorship Podcast, Mr. Tim Whistler. Welcome back, Tim. How are we Buenos doing? Dias, senior Jeremy. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I am doing good. So great seeing you earlier this month in Cabo, your first family reunion. So what were your, there was a lower scaled family reunion this year. So not sure if you enjoyed it or not, but what did you, what were your takes of going to your first family? Reunion? It was fantastic. I mean, no, it was, you know, having never, like you said, never been to one before, not sure what to expect, just seeing the marketing promo videos and whatnot. Ron and I just had an absolute blast. I mean, it was incredible. When they labeled the trip as a family reunion, that's exactly what it felt like. By the end of the week, as I'm deepening current relationships and starting new relationships, mm-hmm. getting a little bit of business nuggets you know, of information as well, you just left there feeling though you just left your family. You can't wait to get back together again. So we just had an absolute blast. It was great. Awesome to hear. And uh, it was a pleasure getting to uh, getting you guys out there. It's fascinating because we've been working together now for, I think, four years or so. So pretty excited because you'll never miss another one. No, sir. That is, that, <laughs> well, if I tried, Rhonda, I think, would be all over me about that. So I think she's going to start asking about my production numbers here, where we're at. So, Oh, boy. Well, we'll do it for Rhonda then. So what were, in your opinion, what were probably two if we could just summarize it down to two to three things that you took away from attending your first family reunion with us in Cabo, what do you think would be the main two or even three things that you could take back to your office and what you wanted to implement? I think, as I said before, kind of alluded to it, having interacted with a couple of advisors and some other smaller trips previously, you know, we've been down in Houston together. Yep. We were down in Scottsdale together, just getting to know a couple of the guys in our group, our AMP mastermind calls deepening those relationships, getting to meet their spouses, meeting Eric brought his kids, which was so cool. You know, I love that because now you're actually at the core of the character, you know, getting to know them Mm -hmm. as people. And I just, I absolutely love that. And then Ron and I hit it off with another advisor and his wife from Virginia. And uh, he actually was recognized. Michael was actually recognized as the number three producer in life. And he he was sitting right next to me there. And and we had met, I think at one of the breakfasts, one of the casual breakfast gatherings, and Michael sat next to me and, hey, how you doing? I'm from Illinois, Virginia, starting to talk a little chit-chat, if you will. And then as we kind of kept talking, it's like, man, I, I walked away from that thinking, I, this guy and I, I got a lot, we have a lot in common. And all of a sudden, boom, he's right next to me at the assigned seat, you know, for dinner that night, the awards <laughs> night. And then to see Heather and Rhonda just completely click and hit it off was really cool. So I think the relationships was what I really took away from it. Just that bond, you know, because you think about we're all there and we all do the same thing. Right. So in theory, we're kind of competitors, if you will. We're trying to help people solve Mm -hmm. these problems and successfully navigate retirement. Right. 
But that's not what it felt like. It felt like this camaraderie. It felt like, I mean, you're celebrating the success of others. And that was just, that that just impacted me tremendously. I mean, it's just like, we are doing the right things because we're celebrating other people's success. And like we've heard before, rising tide raises all ships. And I'm watching these guys get recognized and I'm just a tag competitive. I mean, let's be honest. You can ask sure. Ronnie, you can ask my friends. And I'm just like, you know, when I got, so I got that card. First of all, when I was invited to the March event, I was tickled to death because I was telling Rhonda, I said, I qualified for it, but I don't know if I've been invited. Then all of a sudden here comes this card and I've been invited. I'm like, yes, you know, and then I get the card about the hall of fame points and, and seeing Ron and Rich and these guys being recognized for the success and Mark sitting there at our table as well. And that was just so impactful to me. I just thought this is incredible. And, and that's where I want to be, you know, I, and not from the standpoint of out of arrogance or mm -hmm. for recognition, but from the standpoint of look how many people they've helped. And yeah. that's why they're there. And that's what was my, one of my biggest takeaways. But on the business side of things, for our business meeting that we had that Thursday morning, I mean, I, I could have left at noon. I, I'm glad we didn't, <laughs> but I could have taken away so much just from that. Just again, by interacting with advisors on how they're being successful in the virtual world, how advisors are being successful, just not talking to anybody virtually, it's all in person. And as you and I spoke a little bit throughout the week while we were there, just taking away little nuggets from that and just incorporate it into my practice. Mm -hmm. So all awesome things. And that is, and you've already put a timeline out there. So I don't know if you want to put it on record, <laughs> but I know you want to be in uh, the hall of fame, but I know with the right systems tools, you're well on your way. So pretty excited about it. Although I think you can get there before you think you can, but hey, that's <laughs> conversation for another day. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> but I do want to go through something. So the voice, the uh, Tim, he actually sat down with us on one of our previous episodes. It was episode three. And what I like about having Tim back on the show is you can actually see and hear from the advisor himself as he continues to grow his business. So I'm going to read through some numbers. I know in... 2021, so last year, year over year from 2020, you grew your business double, which was awesome. So you hit your goals of where you were trying to go to this year. So I mentioned that the team were up here just through Q3. We literally have already hit what we did all of 2021. Tim Whistler, so year over year from September numbers for 2022 of uh, this year compared to last year, you're actually up over 57% after doubling your business last year. So <laughs> thoughts? That's, I love about that about our relationship, Jeremy, because that's what you track that stuff. I kind of track what's going on, but I don't really go back and compare it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. I am truly blessed and humbled by that to know that. As I told Rhonda, obviously, you know, with, with Rhonda being down there with me and having her perspective of the trip and seeing what I was seeing, you know, through the business lenses, but then seeing, then having her see it through a wife, a supporting spouse, mm -hmm. you know, it just feels like the resources, the tools that I now have in my practice that I did not have in my practice before you and I started working together. That's what really what it's all about. I mean, it, I'm able now to interact with more people, more prospects on a regular basis because of the resources that we have. And I think that the numbers reflect that. I, again, I'm truly humbled. I don't really look at the numbers too much like that. I just try to help as many people as I can as who are willing to engage in conversation with me. So it's awesome to see that we're trending the right way. And that's something always good for, I mean, literally it's fascinating because even after leaving Cabo as well, I've had a lot of, uh, obviously you don't know this, but I've had a lot of other advisors 
that work with myself that have actually, Steve included others that just talk about like, hey, who is that Tim Whistler guy? That guy is just genuinely a very wholesome, good-hearted human being. So it comes through that I know that when your customers get an opportunity to work with you, you truly do have their best interests in heart. So that's why I really feel that here in the near future, you won't just hit the Hall of Fame numbers, but I definitely see a awesome opportunity for uh, for Tim here over the years as you continue to grow. And what, so for your, what's something you think, so we mentioned you doubled your business last year. We mentioned this year. So year over year, you've actually grown 57% already and the year's not even over yet. So is there anything that you've done different this year or anything you've added to your practice that's helped you achieve a greater numbers this year? Yeah, I think so. As I think back, you know, reflect back on what's happened already here throughout the year, we are now have, we now have clients in six different states, which you would have asked me that four years ago. And I thought you're crazy. Um, <laughs> now, again, we're not dominating these states, but obviously, again, whenever a client engages with us. And we've had our conversations all virtually. I'm very proud of that because now I know that we've been able to connect with another human being that we're able to solve that problem for them. We're just simply using the media of virtual instead of being in person. That's one of the things that I think is that is really, really vital. The, the, the virtual world, and as you know, in, in working with me and, and with us talking off camera, it, it's not come as easy for me as maybe some other advisors. And maybe that's me getting in the way. I don't know what it was, but know that now as the years unfolded, I feel much more competent than I did maybe six, 10 months ago in the virtual world. I think the numbers are starting to reflect that a little bit. So I'm very excited about that. And I think implementing those types of just the little nuances that we have whenever we're speaking with somebody virtually, I'm now able to incorporate that little tweak, like having people write things down. It's such a powerful tool and why it took me so long to get into that habit. Now it just happens all the time. Hey, do you have a pen and paper handy? Sure, I do. Write this down. And I think the reason for that, why that's so powerful, and this is something I've even told to people throughout my years of doing in-person events, whether it be a Medicare educational workshop, whether it was some type of a dinner seminar or an educational workshop, I always shared the phrase with people by saying, people will usually forget what they hear, but they'll always remember how it made them feel. And so I want to incorporate that into a conversation by saying, look, when we talk virtual, and we might have our next conversation scheduled a week from now, we're probably going to forget two thirds of what we heard. So let's write some things down. So that way we've built that foundation. That mm -hmm. way we go back to that. And now when we have that second conversation, I can say, hey, remember how you shared with me? This is what was really keeping you up at night. Well, the recommendation I have for you, did we solve that for you? Does that make, have we done our job here in solving exactly what we heard from you? And I think that's what's made me a little bit better of an advisor this year. And I think the numbers are reflecting it because, you know, I, th I think we're having some more victories, if you will, per se, if you want to say it a victory <laughs> when people hire us compared to maybe previous years. So, so with the success, are there any challenges? So what would you say if, um, if there's anything that's I wouldn't say necessarily holding you back, but is there anything that is a challenge today in your practice that you find as something that you really want to work on going into next year? Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there's, a, <laughs> there's always something. You're not me. perfect, Tim. <laughs> no, no. If Rhonda were here, she'd be like, oh dear Lord, how much time do you have? In the business side of things, I think the one thing I really need to get better at is just constancy of communication. And you and I've spoke about this before. I mean, I'm a one man show. Um, that's by choice. And I'm kind of looking at how do I implement some type of an assistant that really will help me with constancy, constancy of messaging, getting some content out. And, and we've talked about that. I mean, we'll, I'll send out some video messaging. I, I, I'm better at it 
by no means am I there yet, but I, I think if I had somebody like with Mike Milligan, just him and his assistants and what he's done with his practice, but just by having, by taking that task and just handing it off to some competent assistants and let them run with it, you know, that frees up time, but it also keeps his message in front of people. That's where I need to get to. And that's one of my biggest challenges right now is just getting that message out because Again, there's so much information flowing to people. And maybe if I was able to send that message out to them, you know, they would hear the same message, but they would hear from Tim Whistler as opposed to maybe just somebody down the street, if you will. So that's one thing I just have to get better at. So see, just like that, I'm writing stuff down for you. So that's <laughs> something we'll need to work on. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know. So for, uh, so appreciate you sharing that. And then, so if you were to look back as well, so this year, so you mentioned your challenges. So looking back, on our relationship, is there anything that you wish you would have adapted earlier on, or would you have changed anything, um, if not this year over the last three years, if you could look back? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I can think back to some questions, some conversations I had with some prospects, and maybe there was multiple conversations, and all of a sudden they kind of just disappear. And I take that personal from the standpoint of when there's multiple conversations, and they don't engage with me. I, I take it personal from the standpoint of, I feel as though I failed them because we still had a conversation where we had the discovery. Okay. This is what we have. This is what we're looking to solve. And then I come back with that recommendation. And if they don't engage with me, I kind of feel as though, well, I let them down because unless they did something differently, they solved the problem. So mm -hmm. there, there's, I think back to those conversations. I mean, even I can think back to years ago, some specific conversations where I never earned the opportunity to work with them. So yeah, I think the things that I know now, and I think the better questions that I think are getting deeper and deeper to that core of that problem, had I known those back then, yeah, I think I could have been able to help more people. So, um, you know, I, I think that's where I would have, where I wish I'd have known, but at the same time, you know, I look, I look back at my career and I've now, I've now been doing this full time, you know, self-employed since March of 2004. And I, I look back to the different steps, how we were first, I was captive, you know, with one, one company. And then I went independent three years later and then just little stepping stones. I think times, I think new changes come into our lives at the right time. I think when we're ready for it. And uh, so I don't, I have no regrets, but yeah, I, I wish I'd have known some things differently back then. So, well, hopefully, hopefully now it's their actions that are being taken. <laughs> so they're yes, done. Sure. Definitely. Uh, yep. How do you, so how are currently right now, uh, you're, you mentioned on the last episode that you're doing a lot of things. It's not just uh, one spoke out there to get your name and brand out there. You do multiple things mm -hmm. with marketing. And obviously it drove your business to double last year, this year up 57%. So what is something, how are new customers finding you? Is there anything you're adding, anything you're removing? How, if you were to summarize your business in a box this year, how are new customers finding Tim mm -hmm. Whistler to... Uh, to possibly become clients. I think I have to give all the credit to uh, what the podcast has done. You know, when, when you came to me with that idea over two years ago, and because um, I'd shared some radio ads with you, I've been running radio ads here locally for almost nine years now, and I still run those 30 second, 60 second ads, just where I share some content and, and try to help people try to connect with them. And you kind of encouraged me to take it one step further and start a podcast. And I said, okay, let's try it. And just as I shared with you, I think right before the trip, where a gentleman messaged me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. we, we talked to each other. He, said, he shared my cell phone with me. So I called him and he said, we connected on LinkedIn. I've been hearing your radio ads for years and I've listened to a few of your podcasts. 
we don't work with an advisor. We're a couple of years from retirement and my wife and I already, already feels though you're our guy. That hit me right between the eyes and I can thinking, holy smokes. I mean, I had no idea of that. I mean, obviously I saw the message, but I did not know that background. So I would say that has been instrumental. That really just kind of inspired me because as Patrice and I have conversation, or mm -hmm. if I bring on a guest and we talk, you know, you're hoping that it's reaching certain people, but it's clearly working because now I've been hired by this couple that live about a half hour away from me. But at the same time, I've got my virtual clients telling me that we never miss a podcast episode. I've shared your podcast with oh, others. Really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty good. In fact, I gave Carol a shout out on one of my podcasts because she told me on one of our conversations, she said, I love listening to your podcast because whenever I go walking every day, I love listening to your to your episodes. I'm, I've listened to every one. So I would say that that's been really helpful for us because that then complements the radio ads, it complements our LinkedIn. You know, Problemouth does a, does, a, does a great job of helping expanding my network through the podcast by promoting it. So I know it's working out there. And I think, as we know, Jeremy, timing is everything. And, you know, here was this gentleman, here was Mike and Nancy. And I had no idea that he had been hearing me on the radio for years using his words. And I don't know how many episodes he listened to, but now was the right time. He reached out and, and here we go. Now I'm able to help them. So I'd say the podcast has been huge to complement the website, the LinkedIn and, and everything else we've been doing. And how are you leveraging um, technology? So with the podcast of it, because I know the team does a great job of helping you out with it. So how are you, wouldn't you say, for those that are possibly looking at doing podcasting, in my opinion, I mean, I have my own opinion of how the benefits of doing a podcast, but in your words, how much time does it save you, do you think? So you just you just went through a scenario where this person that doesn't really, you've never met, you had one phone call with, how many appointments and how much time would you have had to have gone through your normal appointment process with that individual in order to get them to where they were already at before you even talked to them? What would you say? Well, that's a great question. And as I think through my normal discovery process of somebody who's just meeting me for the first time, they've never heard a radio ad, or maybe they heard the radio ad and called it. Let's give that credit. But how many appointments? Well, I mean, goodness, I would say easily it would save at least two appointments possibly three, depending upon what we're trying to uncover. Like, like, for example, the one that comes to mind is, and it's forever ingrained in my mind, is that it was episode number 27 that Patrice and I did. And where we talked about sequence of returns. And I think that was the first time that she and I flipped the cameras on so I could share my screen because sequence of returns is kind of like that fiduciary term. It's bouncing around out there. People mm -hmm. have heard about it. They think they know what it is, but until they see the numbers and how it can impact them, they have no idea how important it is that we have that volatility buffer built in. So whether Mike heard that one or not, I don't know. I didn't ask him that specifically that first conversation we've had, but I'd say to answer your question with a shorter answer, I'd say the podcast has helped, like I said, almost provide that credibility that we need to start building that, that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it saves a couple of appointments because if they haven't already heard it, then I can say, okay, between now and the next time we get together, Go listen to podcast episode number two, where I talk about zeros, the hero, go listen to 27. No, I mean, I think it's just, it's such a fantastic tool to complement the conversations, but it also ramps up. I think the love layover credibility on a faster basis. Love it. And I couldn't agree more. And I mean, you have the same conversation over and over with the prospect of who you are. I know, Tim, you love talking about yourself. Yeah. You know? So it's pretty <laughs> convenient and I'm joking, but it's very convenient when you can just let them listen to your first episode or your second episode and save yourself that 25 minutes. And they feel like they got to know you. You didn't have to go through and spend your time doing it. And I mean, yeah, if you're using it, it doesn't happen overnight though. You've been doing yeah. podcasts for how long? 
over two years. We start, I think our first one was in August of 2020. It was yeah. our first one. Yeah. And the thing I like about it too, is that I'm not a confrontational type of a guy. I never have been. Don't, that's just not what I thrive on. I could never have been a trial attorney to argue. I just couldn't do that. I can't stand arguing, but I love to share something that I'm passionate about. And I think what I, when, when Patrice and I are engaging in a conversation, it gives me the opportunity to, I guess, be a little bit more bold, if you will, because I'm not speaking directly at a person to possibly maybe, I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but to maybe create that aha moment of, wow, I did not know that. Or why haven't I heard this before? So I, that's the part that I love about the podcast. And Patrice knows this too, that I do labor intensely over putting together content because number one, it's forever out there. I mean, we know that. I mean, I think back to the episode you and I have, right? I couldn't get out the introduction for you, <laughs> but it's forever out there. So I want to make sure that I'm prepared. It's relevant and it's pertinent to the listener, but it truly has been a fantastic vehicle because now I can take an idea where this is before I only had 30 seconds or even 60 seconds to share it. And now I can engage in a conversation for 25 or 30 minutes and go a little bit deeper and make it more relevant. So maybe that, that listener says, yeah, I do need to talk to him. That, that's something we want to solve. And we've never heard this before. How does that work? So it's been great. Awesome to hear. So two years or so of doing it, anything this year that you've added to your practice to help you out with getting or for new customers to find you? No, I don't think we've done anything new this year. I think we've been just, I've just been better at it. I would say just more consistency. We did add, you know, working with the IFW. That's been fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you introduced me to Eric and his team has been so refreshing and so rewarding. It's just put me in front of more, more clients. In fact, sent an email to Patrice the other day. And I said, Hey, I just spoke to a gentleman in, in, in North Plainfield, New Jersey. How close is that to you? And she responded back very. So I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. Just it, it again, just kind of brings us, it just, you know, shrinks the world. That mm -hmm. just because we're in different states, different geographical locations, that they still have, they're still searching for those solutions to those problems. And uh, so that, that's been wonderful, just being able to connect with more people virtually and again, be able to direct them to the podcast and hopefully connect with them and help them solve their problems. I love it. So got a couple more minutes here. Sure. Mrs. Producer Patrice is all over me about how many minutes we're at. <laughs> so <laughs> why do, um got two questions for you. So why do you choose to do business with InsureMark? It comes down to the relationships. I mean, when you were emailing me prior to me actually coming to work, you know, with InsureMark and moving everything over to InsureMark, you were emailing me on a regular basis. I never viewed it as being annoying. And I can't say that about every other IMO out there who emails us <laughs> because sometimes it does get a little bit of annoying, but you always provided good, relevant content. And I always knew in the back of my mind, if I need to make a change in my practice, you were going to be the first call I was going to make because I just felt like, you were sharing content that I could relate to by, because you weren't talking about InsureMark. You were talking about what advisors were realizing from working with InsureMark. Mm -hmm. And that just spoke volumes to me. So that's why I chose to have that initial conversation with you. And it has been great ever since, because as you said before, I needed to make a change in late 2018. So I think you and I started to kind of put together some numbers and some contracts in about at the end of 18 and 19 was our first full year together. And then 2020 was the best year I'd ever had. And then we just kept building on that. And that's why I, I continue to choose to work with you guys. And then the family reunion, again, when Rhonda, you know, getting her feedback and what she saw and the interactions that I was able to have with you and getting to know Christina and then deepening those other relationships with the other advisors, it, it just felt like this is where I hope to continue to keep working down that path towards, because now I've got other things in my mind. That's why I continue to work with you guys. I mean, from Steve, the culture he's created, it just feels it just feels right. I mean, I feel like I'm home and this is where I want to be. I want to be working with you guys. 
because we have, we're one band, we're one sound. We're trying to reach as many people as we can to help them solve their problems. So that's why I work with you guys. Kind words and very much reciprocated. So you're my Mike and Nancy. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, right. Is there anything on this episode, maybe it's something that we have not discussed that, or words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Speaking to advisors, is that who we're talking to, would you say? or uh, Sure. Yes. Let's talk to some advisors. <laughs> I would say for an advisor, I would say, again, I, I know that we all kind of have different seasons in our practice. I know I certainly have experienced that over my 18 years of doing this. Look at who you're working with and ask the question. It's like, I was taught that a long time ago. Know your why. Why do you do what you do? Because people don't care what you do until they know why you do it. And uh, so I, I'm always very transparent in sharing the story of my mom and sharing, sharing the story of my dad and how that fuels my energy and passion every single day. My mom, my mother's never seen a business card. She never knew the Whistler agency. She had passed long before I actually opened my practice, but that experience put me through that. So I know my why. So therefore to an advisor out there who's, who's kind of feels though, I can't find that entity that allows me to do what I want to do for people, I, I would definitely encourage that advisor to take a look at InsureMark, you know, have a conversation with Jeremy and, and just give yourself a chance to experience what I've experienced. And because now you're working with an entity who's doing it the right way. And now, I mean, I had dinner with Steve and his wife and other advisors, and now I know why they're in this business. And, I, and again, like I said, it wasn't about celebrating dollars and it wasn't celebrating all of this pomp and circumstance that you see a lot of different sales type of in, in venues. This was celebrating helping people. And mm -hmm. that's what I love about InsureMark. So that would be my, my, my encouragement for advisors who are kind of thinking about maybe making a change. To the consumer out there that's listening in, please do yourself a favor and reach out to a retirement income specialist that can help you understand that retirement income is more than just what's the average annual rate of return on an investment. Because average rates of return are misleading and they can implement sequence of returns dangers. And that can just snowball into a very, very significant challenge that may completely change your retirement lifestyle. So that would be my little nugget of information. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And what is Tim Whistler's podcast? Whistler with no T, W-H-I-S-L-E-R. Whistler While You Retire is our podcast. Awesome. So since Tim doesn't market his podcast, I'll market it for you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Tim, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, no, appreciate it. Loved seeing you and Rhonda. Me and Christina absolutely love you guys. Uh, looking forward to seeing the, you guys the next time, uh, hopefully sooner than the family reunion. So we'll so. keep you posted on that. Uh, thank you also to the listener for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite listening device so you never miss any future episodes of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. And remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Take care. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on Learn More. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.